We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Welcome to another edition of the Dynasty Command Center podcast, home of the biggest edge in Dynasty fantasy football. My name is Travis May. I'm the Debbie coordinator at Rotoviz, and you can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. Curtis Patrick is normally my co-host, but he is actually out on this episode, and we have been talking about second-year breakout candidates for the past couple shows at wide receiver and running back, but now it's time to pivot back to wide receiver and look at some wide receivers of the future. Wide receivers that aren't necessarily in the NFL right now, but they will be in your rookie drafts here very soon. They will be scoring NFL fantasy points, making some crazy plays on Sundays before you know it. One of my favorite formats of fantasy football leagues is Debbie, developmental leagues, where you can actually roster college players uh, on your taxi squad, or you can, you know, in some leagues even let you have them score in some capacity before they even make it to the pros. But the point is, you get to watch your favorite football players in college develop and then automatically get added onto your roster. It's a a blast. I would encourage anyone who plays Dynasty or any level of of fantasy football to check out the format, try to join a league. But even if you don't, I guarantee you, you'll enjoy this episode because there's tons of information I'm going to be sharing on these players. So take out a pen, paper, Pencil, a dry erase board. I don't know what you guys are 
uh, you know, ha- you have right next to you. Uh, maybe you're just listening on your way to work or on your way home. It doesn't matter. Uh, you're probably going to want to come back to this episode because there's tons of in- information on these wide receivers and why they are so exciting. And obviously, I'm going to be talking a lot about the production uh, because uh, the production of wide receivers, believe it or not, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar already with what we do at Rotoviz a lot, uh, we like data. And data has shown that production of wide receivers and adjusted production of wide receivers can both predict draft capital and future NFL production to some extent. And I know you guys have heard probably already that the running backs for 2020 have been getting hyped for quite some time, but there are plenty of wide receivers in the pipeline for 2020 and 2021 to get excited about. In fact, I'm trading for 2021 rookie picks right now just because I can't wait for a couple of those guys to be on my team. But first, before I dive into all the the mushy, gushy, good stuff, I just want to remind you that it's been 10 years since our friends at the FFPC filled their first Dynasty League. And they've now grown to the world's largest Dynasty League commissioner with leagues as high as $5,000 to enter. FFPC leagues are active and competitive, and not a single league has ever folded. And brand new startup Dynasty leagues are forming right now, starting at $77 and up in standard, super flex, and even best ball formats. You can check out leagues that are $77, $250, $500, $750, $1250, $2500, and of course, the $5,000 ranges. So make sure you go to myffpc.com. That's myffpc.com, the home of season-long high-stakes fantasy football. All new subscribers to Dynasty Command Center Slack also get a $35 league credit. Yes, that's $35 that you can use to any Dynasty League fee, $77 or higher. Time to talk about some of these wide receivers. Jerry Judy for Alabama. That guy is... A ridiculous playmaker. He just won the Bletnikoff Award for the quote-unquote best wide receiver in college football. Coming off of an insane season for Alabama, there's really almost nothing not to like. He averaged almost 20 yards per reception, 1,300 plus yards, 14 touchdowns, and he's already posted some pretty good adjusted numbers and metrics that we like to see. And yards per team pass attempt, he's well above average. And touchdowns per team pass attempt, he's well above average. If you checked out my adjusted production index piece over at Rotoviz, you'll know I'm really high on those two metrics along with dominator rating. Uh, a lot of people want him to have a higher dominator rating than he has, and it, which is basically just adjusted uh, market share of the overall team offense uh, through the air. And I think this year he actually has the opportunity to do it because Irv Smith left, that's 44 receptions, and then 42 more receptions left just at the running back position. Obviously, some of those will be filled in by other running backs this year, most likely, but I think there's still room for Jerry Judy to actually increase his stats, which were already pretty, pretty impressive by just about anyone's standards. Right now, he's already in the 65th percentile or so uh, for adjusted production index scores, or basically his production score for, you know, when you compare him to typical NFL prospects. But I think with a solid, decent year, he can get above the 70th percentile. And when you mix that with the implied draft capital, probably elite level draft capital that he's going to receive, uh, he's easily, just by the metrics, probably the wide receiver one. There's probably just a tear break after him. But... Not to say that the other guys I'm going to talk about can't do great things. 
because there are several other guys that we should be getting excited about. And a lot of people didn't see this guy coming. LaVisca Chenault for Colorado last year did basically nothing in his first season for Colorado. But in his second year, he absolutely exploded. He had over 1,000 yards. He had 86 catches, only six touchdowns through the air, but he added five on the ground. Uh, and that's because the, the team got creative. They just, they just said, look, LaVisca, you're our best playmaker. Not only do we want you scoring through the air, we want you to play wildcat quarterback and score when we get in close too. The guy just does it all. And at six foot, 220 pounds, I mean, he plays like a dominant X wide receiver and obviously can carry the ball too. He can do a lot of things. My only concern with his immediate uh, impact for dynasty purposes is he missed some time last year, so he didn't even have a full complete season there. If he misses any more time in 2019, there's a chance that he might actually not even enter the 2020 NFL draft, and we might be waiting on him till 2021, which isn't too bad. I mean, it, that class doesn't look as stacked. Maybe he, he does get better draft capital if he does miss any time this year and waits. But LaVisca Chenault for Colorado absolutely exploded and impressed. And uh, I, I don't think he's going to increase his already impressive production profile too much because they are bringing back their wide receiver two and wide receiver three from just one year ago. And Katie Nixon and Tony Brown, Jawan Winfrey did go to the NFL but uh, that's just there's not a whole lot of room for growth uh, for his production profile. But he doesn't really already need it. He's already above the 70th percentile, and just for normal NFL prospects, when you look at production profiles and things. So Lavisca Chenault, another guy that I'm excited about uh, to draft in Debbie formats, uh, and really just to look ahead uh, to his future NFL success. Probably a wide receiver. He's in the wide receiver two conversation, but for some people, he may be more like the wide receiver four if, if there are a couple other guys uh, for 2020 anyway. Uh, if there are a couple of other guys that might be in that conversation. One of those guys is definitely C.D. Lamb for Oklahoma. Uh, even with a first round wide receiver on his team last year in Marquise Hollywood Brown, Lamb still put up respectable adjusted production numbers. Uh, but now, obviously, he's probably the runaway star and uh, really could expand his role and possibly even outdo what Hollywood Brown did just a year ago. Uh, even with Hollywood on his team, he still had 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns. I think that, uh, well, depending on the quarterback play this year, he could see greater numbers than that, greater numbers than the 1,310 that Marquise did just one year ago because really, it looks like the wide receiver two it's either going to have to be a freshman for them, most likely, or it's going to be Grant Calcaterra, the, the tight end. So this this offense through the air is going to run through C.D. Lamb. I like him to fix his uh, lackluster dominator rating uh, and really just kind of cap it all off and have a stellar season and probably get some draft capital. He might be the wide receiver, too, uh, taken in the real NFL draft next year. So that's something to get excited about there. Uh, one guy who's not up in the wide receiver two conversation for most, but I think could get there depending on how this season goes and depending on how his kind of draft uh, draft prep season goes with the NFL Combine and everything, is Jalen Ra- uh, Jalen Rager for TCU. Uh, even with horrible quarterback play, Rager dropped 1,061 receiving yards, nine TDs, and 44% 
dominator rating. Uh, obviously, that dominator and, and just overall team market share was a little bit fueled by the dismissal of uh, fellow wide receiver uh, and Horn Frog, Cavante Turpin. Uh, and the guy, I mean, he, I don't want to go into the details, but he's trying to make his debut, I guess, in the XFL. It's kind of a mess. Uh, but anyway, Ricker could run somewhere in the four threes next spring. He's got some of the fastest wheels of any wide receiver in college football and put up ridiculous numbers despite horrible quarterback play. The only question I have going into this year is that TCU seriously has potentially five guys still competing for the quarterback job, uh, and it's midsummer, so they have to figure that out. Uh, it wasn't a good situation for them last year. Uh, they've got one trans transfer that needs to get cleared and, and four guys that are kind of maybes. Uh, Jalen Rager could see a downturn in production depending on how the quarterback situation just gets figured out. Uh, and that could create a buying opportunity if, in rookie drafts for people that kind of look at his final season and aren't super impressed. And that reminds me of Juju Smith-Schuster's final season. Due to quarterback troubles and kind of changing of the guard mid-season, he didn't have the same extreme production numbers that we had become accustomed to from Juju, and that dropped his value. In fact, that dropped his real draft stock. He probably could have been a first-round NFL draft selection, but he dropped into the second round, and he dropped into the second round of rookie drafts, which was completely inappropriate. Uh, I think the difference is Rager's going to probably have a a better physical profile and similar breakout numbers. So uh, I I like Rager a lot. Uh, I think a lot of people are dismissing him, not putting him in the top tier, and that's probably a mistake. And I will get to a few more 2020 eligible wide receivers and then even a couple 2021 eligibles. But first, this is the year to begin your Yahoo DFS journey. The Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports Platform is unlike what you'll see from the other big box brands. GPP contests have max entry limits of 10 per player, and their quick match feature pairs up users with similar experience and win-loss records to make sure that you know, you're going head-to-head with people of the same skill level. No sharks <laughs> taking up all your head-to-heads if you don't want them to. The lobby is always full of Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and Curtis's personal favorite this time of year, PGA Contests. You can try your hand at Yahoo DFS with $25 free on us. Yes, that's $25 free on us just by using our promo code VIZ25 with your first deposit. Go to yahoo.com slash daily fantasy today to start your journey. You could be the next big winner. So two wide receivers that should have gone pro last year, I wanted to get to, uh, Tyler Johnson and Brian Edwards. Tyler Johnson of the Minnesota Gophers, or Golden Gophers, and Brian Edwards of South Carolina. Uh, Those guys could have slotted in as early first-round selections in rookie drafts this year, more than likely, at least mid-round range-type players. Tyler Johnson already has... Pretty much a 98th, 99th percentile, somewhere in that range production score, uh, any way you slice it, uh, when you compare him to any typical NFL prospect. Uh, and he, I mean, really, he did that basically after his freshman year. Uh, obviously, the, the scale, some people look at the Minnesota's, off, Minnesota's offense and say, well, clearly, I, he didn't have to do much in that offense because they just didn't throw the ball very much. It's easier to get a better dominator 
when you don't have anyone to compete with, you don't have all the other five stars, and you don't even have a very large offense. I mean, you get a few touchdowns, and you have a fantastic dominator rating. That's true, but he followed it up with a fantastic sophomore effort and really has just continually gotten better throughout the process. There's there's no debating whether he's a nasty route runner or not. He truly is, and I, I've seen more real draft people coming around on him here lately. Uh, he just brings a, a real balance of production and that uh, real football <laughs> acumen that you want to see. I think he's a guarantee right now for day two, day two draft capital. Um, I'm not really sure how high he's going to go. Uh, coming out of Minnesota, uh, I think uh, with Rashad Bateman still taking some of his action, I don't know if he's going to increase uh, or improve his production profile at all. It would be really hard to anyway. But Tyler Johnson, definitely somebody to get excited about moving forward. Probably in that second tier for most people of wide receivers, maybe even kind of tier three, depending on how you slice it. But he's still a top 10 Debbie wide receiver, top 10 incoming future rookie wide receiver. Uh, Brian Edwards, he's an interesting one because he had a ridiculous start. Like one of his most impressive, one of the most impressive starts to a college career we've ever seen. He broke out when he was still 17 years old, uh, and he really, I mean, obviously, he's got some top-end speed, some some really flashy plays already under his belt. I mean, he's a he's a highlight reel type player, and now he's got real opportunity to potentially have a, a elite production profile in his final season, thanks to Debo Samuel finally being gone. Obviously, Debo Samuel just went in the second round. Uh, and Edwards, by many people's accounts, could be better than Samuel. He's he's not the same yak monster uh, in, in a measured way that Debo Samuel is, but I think he has the production profile uh, and the makings of one anyway if he caps it off with an impressive final year to check all the boxes that we typically like to see in a wide receiver prospect. However, if he doesn't have an explosive final season for South Carolina. There are going to be a lot of questions. If you can't cap it off and improve in a big way production-wise, if you can't cap it off and struggles to kind of um, take over that offense when he's getting pretty much all the attention, there's going to be way more questions with Brian Edwards, I think, from real NFL uh, decision makers. And I think he might not get the real draft capital that we want to see, but there's huge potential with him. Uh, So he's kind of a... Uh, just a, a guy I'm not really confidently putting up at the very top of my board just because of what I think could happen in this final season if he doesn't absolutely wow us. Because we expect him to, but what if he doesn't? That's that's the question. That's the only question holding me back from putting him in really the elite tier uh, for 2020 wide receiver prospects. Uh, and before I kind of wrap things up with a few 2021 guys, I have to mention T. Higgins. 2020 NFL draft is in the cards for T. Higgins. He really had a slow start uh, to his college career, unlike his uh, hyped teammate Justin Ross, who came in as a freshman this year and just exploded. T. Higgins only had 17 catches and for some reason was left on the bench so that Deion Kane and Ray Ray McLeod could could play, (laughs) and Hunter Renfro, no less. But either way, regardless, that's in the past. He has developed... In a huge way now, obviously having Trevor Lawrence at quarterback doesn't hurt you, but uh, he he obviously blew it up and had some good yards per team pass attempt numbers. Uh, he needs to get a better dominator rating for most people's uh, thresholds. I guess you like to see 30% or, or so, and 
he and uh, Justin Ross were both around 25, 26, 27. But because of all the opportunity that's there, I think that both Justin Ross, 2021 prospect, and T. Higgins, 2020 prospect for Clemson, could explode even further this year. Because Amari Rogers, who would be the wide receiver three for Clemson, is out with a torn ACL. Hunter Infro just left for the NFL. He's on the Oakland Raiders. Trivion Thompson, who was kind of a long-time depth fill-in wide receiver guy, he had 21 catches, not not significant. But between those three, that's 125 receptions that are gone from last year's Clemson roster. Ross and Higgins could both have 30-plus percent dominator ratings this year and really fix their production profiles in a big way uh, and answer a lot of questions that we like to have answered for projecting future NFL success just objectively. Uh, without inserting any kind of film analysis. But when you do insert any kind of film analysis into these players, you have no questions either. So I think both of them look like legitimate NFL wide receiver ones just passing the eye test. And I think they're going to answer a lot of athletic questions when the time comes as well. But they could really answer all the production questions this year if things go right with basically the best, potentially the best quarterback in college football and Trevor Lawrence leading the way. Justin Ross, obviously, some people are ranking him ahead of T. Higgins. Yeah, to me, it's splitting hairs. I think they're both fantastic players. They're both top eight pro- wide receiver prospects uh, for Debbie Leagues and just future NFL drafts anyway. But speaking of 2021 wide receivers, I can't go you know, one show without talking about my alma mater's wide receiver stud. Uh, Purdue wide receiver Rondale Moore, the absolute crazy unicorn that he is. As a true freshman, the guy racked up 2,215 all-purpose yards. He caught 114 receptions, caught 12 receiving touchdowns. The guy squatted over 600 pounds before he even took a snap in a game in college. And and not only that, it just... uh, (laughs) Looking at his other physical measurables, obviously he's a little bit shorter than you want to see. He's probably about 5'9", 175. But the guy ran a 4'3", 40 in high school. He had just about a 43-inch vertical jump. He had a four-flat 20-yard shuttle, which, by the way, by NFL standards, that's, that's a good score for a wide receiver. He, he was a 99th percentile spark athlete among all high school recruits in his class. And not only that, I mean, he's awarded the Paul Hornung Award this past year, which uh, if you're not familiar with college football awards, that award is given to the quote-unquote most versatile player in college football. And by the way, the last six winners of the Paul Hornung Award went on to be first-round NFL draft picks. Those players include Tavon Austin, obviously didn't pan out to the level of success that we like to see, but was given the draft capital, Odell Beckham Jr., Shaq Thompson on the defensive side, Christian McCaffrey, Jabril Peppers again on the defensive side, a little bit of offense in college, and one Saquon Barkley. Uh, But a lot of these guys did not do it their their freshman year. Rondale won this award for being basically the best playmaker in all of college football at the age of 18. Uh, There's there's really nobody that has done what Rondale has done as a freshman. He is the best prospect we may have ever seen just 
hit the ground running this fast and in just so many facets. He can run the ball. He can return the ball. He can obviously catch the ball, 114 receptions. And now this season, he may even have a better opportunity. He's going to be competing with basically a bunch of freshmen, question marks, and his tight end, Bryson, well, tight end friend, Bryson Hopkins. Uh, who, and, and I don't want to trash Bryson. I think a lot of people are coming around on him, even even real football people projecting him to be an impact player potentially at the next level uh, hasn't really exploded production wise, but I mean, it's basically, he's got a tight end he's competing with and, uh, and who else? I don't really know. So he could have 120 receptions this year for 13, 1400 yards and more than a dozen scores again. And if he fixes his yards per team pass attempt, he'll basically have the perfect wide receiver profile after just two collegiate seasons. So Rondale Moore is a guy I, 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 I'm a little bit biased. I went to Purdue, but I mean, there's, there's really everything I just said. I mean, they're just objective truths about Rondell for the most part. He just absolutely dominated in every single way. And there really is evidence to suggest he could continue to do it and even at even greater levels this year. So get excited about Rondell Moore, draft him early in many people's eyes. He's the wide receiver two, And some people may have even the wide receiver one for Debbie formats and, and really just in general, the future NFL prospects to get excited about. And there are plenty of other guys that I could I could talk about. I mean, even on some of the teams that I, I talked about, including Alabama, they've got a couple other wide receivers, maybe three wide receivers that'll be playing on Sundays sometime. But I've got some some pieces coming up. I'll be I'll be covering some of the you know most historic uh, NFL stud producing schools uh, in NFL history here shortly over at Rotoviz, and I'll be covering a lot more of the wide receiver position and uh, how the adjusted production index that I mentioned earlier and, and have uh, released a piece on at Rotoviz, how that impacts predicting NFL draft capital and future NFL production here soon. But it's always good to just talk about the players, but uh, that's all the time I have this week. You can still pick up your copy of our uh, the DCC Rookie Guide today. And you can check out all sorts of fun stuff at DynastyCommandCenter.com. We've got a great community going on in the premium Slack chat that we have. It's just so much fun this time of year because everyone is coming back, you know, just hopping back in, just ready to plan for the upcoming NFL season. So hop in, check it out. If you don't like it, you don't have to stay forever, but we would love to meet you and just talk football anytime. That's uh, the premium Slack that you can check out at DynastyCommandCenter.com. Again, I'm Travis May. You can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. And feel free, anytime you have questions on league formats and weird stuff, nerdy stuff that we get into uh, on this show, feel free to reach out. Uh, My DMs are open. Glad to just uh, chat football and answer any questions about my uh, nerdy nonsense on here. But thanks again for joining us for another Dynasty Command Center podcast. And until next time, keep living that dynasty life. Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids' area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com. 
The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.